Welcome back to another Youth-Centered Podcast. I am very excited today to talk to you about a, a program that I just became aware of in this past year. And uh, uh, it's a great program called Understand, Understanding Our Differences uh, Run Through the School System. So I have two uh, ladies that are going to come in and they'll introduce themselves to you because I'm not sure the community in general may not know them personally. We'll get a little background on that and we'll get right to the program. So ladies, first of all, thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you thank for you having us. us. We'd like to start off the podcast by just introducing yourself and a little, maybe a little bio background and how you actually got involved with this program. Um, well, I'm Maureen Ryan, um, and I am the co-chair of NAPAC, the North Andover Parents Advisory Council, as well as the co-coordinator of Understanding Our Differences. And um, I am the co-coordinator with Heidi Waters, who is here with me today. And Heidi? My name is Heidi Waters, and I am the um, co-coordinator with Maureen for the Understanding Our Differences program. Um, the it, began this year um, as a job as opposed to uh, volunteer time um, for understanding our differences more yeah go ahead so understanding our differences I began with the program four years ago um, with NAPAC um, as a fully volunteer um, run program we started with two programs in the Franklin School and it was just NAPAC running the program. Um, the second year, we ramped up to 30 programs, which is what we do today, um, every year. Um, and it was still fully volunteer run and ha had been for the first three years. It was this year, as Heidi said, that the school department took it over fully and employed us to run the program. And NAPAC still supports the program, but um, it's not fully, it's run by volunteers, but Heidi and I also work for the school department. So I'm not late to the table on this. Uh, I did, uh, and I, we talked off air about um, that I actually got involved with you in terms of following you on social media and uh, immediately said, wow, th this is a group that I'd love to have on our podcast. As I said earlier, I, I think that sometimes we need to remind our community some of the amazing things that um, we're doing in town. Sometimes it's very uh, easy to criticize maybe things that are being done in the community-wise and not really fully knowing all the great things. So let's let's start from the beginning. Uh, either one of you can take the ball and run with this. Uh, how did the idea actually even come to fruition? So it's understanding our differences has been around since 1978. Um, it began in Newton. And when Dr. Price came in, um, she told us about it. So this is a fantastic program. Um, I think we should run it here in town. And that's how it got started. And then it just grew and it got to a point where um, we now have a Twitter account. We now have a Facebook page. We have our own email address now mm -hmm. to contact us more easily and things like that. I think from the uh, from the school system standpoint, and obviously we work very closely with the school system, is uh, we do a wonderful job in North Andover of accepting differences. Uh, I know in running the youth center here, we have uh, had a lot of kids here that may be on the autistic spectrum. Uh, we've had kids that have had actually physical disabilities uh, and other, other issues that um, we've become an all-inclusive facility and we want to be able to assist. And one of the best things that I see here is how our kids are just very engaging with all the kids. They're very helpful. Um, we had a Down syndrome kid who was here an awful lot, mm -hmm. um, and they were protective of him. They wanted mm -hmm. to make sure he wasn't running off and things like that. So I've been very impressed with our kids in this community about 
you know, how they've actually rallied around people with differences. And you're taking this to a whole different level by actually getting into the classroom and talking to kids at the young age. Can you talk a little bit about the presentations in themselves and, you know, how did you choose the topics and, and talk a little bit about the different topics and the different presentations you've had this school year? Sure. Well, we do presentations for um, all of the children in school at all five elementary schools in grades three, four, and five. And the presentations cover deafness and hard of hearing, autism, as you mentioned, physical disabilities, intellectual disabilities, learning disabilities, and chronic medical conditions such as allergic conditions, asthma, and diabetes. And so every child gets two of the presentations a year um, through third through fifth. Um, so in the total, they end up seeing six presentations by the time they leave elementary school. Um, the presentations involve usually an opening video, small group activities, um, which they work with volunteers to, to really experience what it's like to have the disability. And then a speaker comes in, usually from North Andover High School, and they um, have the disability themselves and talk about it openly. Sometimes we have two or three speakers come from the high school, and it's um, a, it takes in total about two to two and a half hours to run the program. So how did you get the, because uh, I, I love the whole, we're doing a lot with mentoring here at the Youth Center. Mm -hmm. We're really linking up a lot of um, high school kids with middle school kids, middle school kids with elementary school kids. Um, and I think that it's very well received by our kids um, because they can relate to kids that aren't a lot older than them. Sometimes just having adults come in mm -hmm. uh, isn't as, as profound on that. Right. So how did you get the high school kids? How did you identify it? Did they you know, just hear about it and say, listen, I want to tell my story? No, we work closely with... Um, um, the high school principal, Mr. Jackson, and we work with the nurse there, Lauren McDonald. She's great. Um, she is fabulous in identifying students that might be willing to speak and then um, helping us um, to coordinate their schedules so that they'll be able to come to us. And now, because there's both Heidi and I working together, we're able to provide transportation. Mm -hmm. So we ask the students to come, and if they're willing, which I don't, have we ever had anybody who said no? I don't. No, anybody, never. all the students are they very, get very willing excited to go. And sometimes they'll, you know, if it's their first time, they'll start off, you know, a little bit quiet and, you know, just kind of the basic information. And then either Maureen or I will ask a question or a child will raise their hand before we get a chance to ask the question. And it really just brings the speaker at ease where, you know, he interacts, he or she interacts with the students and it just, goes from there you know if one child asks a question another child will because they'll say you know they'll see it oh that was easy and and um like you said having them be high schoolers as opposed to parents sure um they're very interested and it's kind of neat because one time there was a girl who said oh i know her from cheerleading she helped coach sure. um you know i saw you play hockey and he may have a physical disability and he was on the ice and it didn't stop him you know so it's really cool to have that, um, you know, almost like a personal connection with them as well. Sure. Now, why did you choose, and I'm, I, I believe that we need to be working with our youngest kids on many issues, a lot of, a lot of the social and emotional issues that we're dealing with here in the mm -hmm. community. I think we need to deal with the youngest. Why did you choose the third, fourth, and fifth graders as opposed to maybe implementing this at the middle school? What was the, what was the mindset on that? Well, this particular curriculum, which we said was started in 1978, is geared toward children at that age. Okay. So it's made for that um, that particular age group at this point. Um, 
because we definitely see the need too for some things maybe for older children as well but we don't have curriculum for that at this point okay so it's geared it's definitely been set up for from past experience to work with that age yeah and the other thing is some elementary schools you know there was an elementary school that has um you know all the students with autism so there may be a child in town who has never met someone with autism sure so there's one elementary school that um you know that that's comfortable and understands um children with autism from being in their classroom but there's other that may not have a neighbor or may not have a relative who has autism so they go to the middle school and now they know how to approach them how to be their friend right um, which is so important especially in the middle school years now you mentioned dr price and obviously dr gilligan has um, carried on uh this process with Mm. this and you mentioned you know obviously a great friend of the youth center chet jackson principal at the High school is very supportive in terms of getting some of those high kids. Talk to me a little bit about the elementary school principal. Was this an easy sell to them to have this run at their schools? Seemed to be, yeah. It was. We started with um, Franklin School and Mr. Clark. We approached him, and he was immediately um, accepting of the original pilot program four years ago. And now today, it's fantastic to work with every single um, elementary school principal. They are so welcoming and Mm. so supportive of the program. Some of them stay every single time in the room as we do this program and obviously they've been doing it for three years they've seen it before and they still come and introduce us they still watch the speakers they'll take pictures and post them so every single school um so they're all bought in every single one oh yeah they're fantastic we got an email recently from one of the principals thanking us for coming in and telling us how important it is and what an effect it's had and how she see she saw the difference in the kids and you know the change and how they took it in, um, which was so, it's so rewarding for us to to get that information. Let me ask you something, in terms of parents, so this is geared towards the kids, so you Mm. come and do it at the school, but the parents of those kids that are in the audience, um, are they bought, and did you run into any roadblocks with parents being concerned about their, their kids being in an assembly type thing like that, or was it you know completely support from parents also? We never have. Yeah, I think we've had one or two concerned parents that would like to look at the curriculum in advance sure. over four years, and we've been happy to send it, and we've never, after they've seen the curriculum or after they've looked at the materials, right. felt that their child shouldn't participate. They've been happy to see it, happy to see what their child was going to learn, and never never have anybody that's great we send out a letter to the parents Mm. a couple of days before we go into the school and let them know this is what we're going to be talking about with your children this is what the topic will be um you know please ask your children about it and if you would like to come in and either check it out or volunteer with us you're welcome to do so let's talk about the reaction of the kids themselves that are in the audience um you know, what kind of feedback have you gotten from the kids? And what would you say? I, I'm big on, I'm not huge on one-time events. Uh, I like to see the follow-through on that. And if you can talk to me a little bit about what the experience is for the kids. And then then is there follow-up on the subject matter? Well, it, the experience is fantastic. The first time we went in, we were terrified. We didn't know what <laughs> the um, response would be. Sure. And we have children who immediately will raise their hand and self-identify say or say my brother has autism or I have a learning disability oftentimes um, they will share that freely um, Mm. that they've met someone with the disability they're completely open and honest their questions for the speaker are beyond what we've ever um, 
anticipated we have brought um, a couple of letters from the kids I don't know if we could share those some sure from, some from third graders at Thompson um, and one student maybe I don't know if you want to read this sure. this student wrote her college application essay on the experience of speaking Wow yeah, so this was a, um, a senior at the high school here in town. Um, she wrote, as the superintendent introduced me to a crowd of over 100 eager fifth graders, I was extremely nervous. I felt like I was going to mess up on what I was going to say, but I was also extremely proud of myself. When I was in fifth grade myself, never did I believe that as a junior in high school would I be the one invited to be a guest speaker to give them advice and share my wisdom. I thought my nerves would hold me back when speaking in front of all the kids, but this opportunity did just the opposite. It gave me a chance to come out and speak about my learning disability. It forced me to come out of my comfort zone, and it was empowering. I reassured them their peers will not make fun of them, even if they ask a question that might be silly. Most kids learn differently, and not all kids comprehend things the same. That is the beauty of being a unique individual, and it should be celebrated. After my experience speaking to fifth graders in my community, I am as confident as ever that I am absolutely ready for college and the new experiences that will arise during my journey. That's great. Um, I have a couple from third graders at Thompson sure. from um, last year. This one says, um, thank you for teaching us about deafness, diabetes, allergies, and asthma, um, which are two programs. One thing I learned is that cats and dogs can have diabetes too. My grandpa has diabetes, and I have asthma, and my brother has asthma, and I liked learning more about what I have. I also learned about insulin. I've seen my grandma do it, but I never knew much about it. But because of you, now I know. And the other one, the other one's just cute. Um, from also from Thompson, thank you for help us, helping us understanding our differences. Now I want to help people with disabilities. I love how you didn't stay home and watch TV all day, but you helped us understand. Thank you for your time. Those are incredible, and that that's real. I mean, both yeah, from right. obviously the audience the kids in the audience as well as some of the presenters and I you know I was one of my next questions was to ask how, how what did the presenters get out of it and I think what you saw on that college application from the high school kid mm -hmm. um, is uh, very impressive and says on the whole thing what what do you have coming up um, I know that the school year is going by quickly I think you'd still have a few more for the rest of the year what are some of the upcoming uh, presentations we have two left. They're both at the Atkinson School. Um, one is Thursday, May 23rd, and that's where we'll be teaching about intellectual disabilities. And Tuesday, June 11th, will be physical disabilities, which we've done both at um, the other four schools already. So we just have the two left. So we've done actually 27 um, just this year because we missed one from a snow, snow day. day yeah. Actually, it was the the gas leak day I think it was around sure. that time sure. yeah um so we just have the two left and then we'll be talking about next year next year <laughs> and in thinking in the future here what what you must have heard from either parents or kids or even teachers and administrators that actually listen to the presentation um what are maybe some areas that they've suggested or people have suggested that um you put on the docket for next year are there other areas that you'd like to focus on than some of the ones you did this year We've had a lot of requests to start talking about um, anxiety and mental health, and particularly maybe if we could get into the middle school. Mm -hmm. And we are definitely talking about that and hoping to maybe pilot that soon or um, get it going for next year. Um, something on anxiety particularly would be 
the goal for the fall yeah. for next year. They had the started fall. talking about it with the fifth grade at the elementary right. schools with the nurse and the guidance counselors. Um, but we would really like to to make it part of the program. Right. Yeah, I, I'll tell you, um, we are in the front lines of uh, teen anxiety. One of, actually, mm-hmm. our first podcast was on teen anxiety. Mm-hmm. We deal with it on a regular basis here with our high school kids, our middle school kids. Um, and, you know, we see a lot of the anxiety issues with a lot of the elementary school kids that come to our summer fun program uh, during the summer. Uh, anxiety is real. If anybody tells you it's not, uh, then they need to get educated on it. Um, we are, as a community, I think we're doing a great job of, of trying to address this, and I'm glad that yeah, it's gonna, you're going to put that on the agenda for next year. Mm. I work closely with uh, Nikki Murphy in the social emotional learning. She's been fantastic. Uh, as, yeah, yeah she's great. Too. Yes. And uh, the guidance counselors at all the schools and the administrators, and we mm. deal with the anxiety on a daily basis here. And again, uh, as I say to a lot of the kids that I work with, I, I don't know if I'd want to be 15 years old again. Um, I don't remember dealing with a lot of this stuff then. I think times have changed. I, yes. Social media, we can have a whole yes. separate subject right. matter on that. But the anxiety is real. So, and that was kind of where I was going at the beginning. I get the curriculum for the middle, uh, for the elementary right. schools, yeah. um, but I always look uh, in the future, and uh, mm-hmm. I I believe that the middle school would be a good audience to eventually deal with certain issues yes. too. And is that do you? So let's talk a little bit about the future in terms of you've talked a little bit about maybe the topics next year. But where is this program going to go in the next maybe two to three years? Well, that's where we hope it will go. We hope that it will address more issues of anxiety and maybe mental health and hopefully into the middle school. Right now, understanding our differences as a program out of Newton does not have that curriculum. So we need to explore other programs that would provide us with the curriculum for mental health, anxiety, and older children. Um, And we've begun that process. We have begun exploring what else we could do to expand. I mean, that's great. And the more you can get, um, you know, our high school kids and even our late late middle school kids, there's some eighth graders that could be very helpful in some of the topic matters um, that they've had to live with um, and that they're dealing with on a regular basis here on that. So um, it sounds like, um, and I think we've said it a few times, but you see this program continuing with support from the school department going Very forward. Very much so. That's yeah, yes. it was even a few months ago. Um, Dr. Gilligan had said that's still a priority. That's still, you know, yeah. we're not going anywhere because it's just been so effective. And a lot of parents will even say, "Yeah, you know, my child comes home. I say, how was your day? They say, fine. What did you do? I don't remember. But when they have a program with us, that's the first thing they talk about is what they learned that day. And it's just, it's so great to hear that. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Brenna Carney, my support services coordinator, was that a, one of the, probably a BRC meeting or something in, mm-hmm. that yeah. you guys were speaking at and she came back very pumped about the program and how we can get involved with it. And uh, I heard loud and clear for Brenda that you're looking for volunteers. So take us yes. through. So what, what would you need uh, from the school department, but also for people in the community like myself, w- what do we need to do to help you? And, and for people that are interested in volunteering the program, how do they get involved? Well, all you need is a Cori check. You do not need any experience. You do not need to have a child with a disability or a child even in the schools to volunteer. You just need a Cori check, um, and that's it. All of the training for the program is done online. It takes 10 to 20 minutes, and then you show up the day of the program. Um, You can email us, and we can send you the link to volunteer for the last two programs of 
the year mm-hmm. um, or email us and say I'm interested for next year and we'll keep your name there really is it's very very simple training it's a video to watch and that's it and then you come in and do so the take activity. us through that when they come in and they volunteer that day what do they actually do There'll be a small activity, a short activity to do with the children that lasts maybe 15 minutes. And the video trains you on how to do that activity. So it might be writing your name backwards in a mirror, for example, which is a learning disabilities activity. Um, And you would just teach the children to do that. You would have been trained the night before on a video how to do that. We'll give you all of the materials, a script to use, and um, you just lead the children through the activity. Everything you need to say and do is on the script. And you can go word for word. Right. Literally. You know, you can, you can just read the sentences one after the next, and it's very, very simple. And a lot of the, the volunteers have said to me, wow, this is a lot easier than I expected it to be. Or, oh, that's all? You know, it's very mm-hmm. basic. Yeah, I talked to a few parents that were like, I don't know if I'm qualified enough. So uh, what I'm hearing from you loud and clear is you don't necessarily need a, a master's degree in counseling. Uh, oh, you no. basically just get to give us your time. And, and if you want right. to, we had a parent come in one time and said, you know, I don't know anything about this, but I'd really like to see what it's all about. Do you mind if I come in and just kind of watch or just kind of, you know, have someone lead me? And we are absolutely welcome to have family, or not just parents, to have anyone come in. We've sure. reached out to the senior center if anyone would like to come in. Um, I mean, we'd, we'd love to have Merrimack College students. I mean, and anybody. Mm-hmm. Anybody is welcome to come in. They can go to any school or central office to get a Corey check. Um, and that's really all we need. That's great. Right on our sign-up form, when we click into that, there's even a link to download the Corey form. You mm. can fill it out, bring it into central office with your license. Yeah, we use Sign Up Genius. Yep, Sign Up um, Genius. has all the dates and what time you need to be there. It shows other volunteers. So if you'd rather have someone you know be there, they can check and see who's right. going to be there that day. That's great. Yeah. Now, in terms of, you know, obviously volunteers and stuff, but in terms of the funding program and you guys involved with that, is that part of the school department's budget or is this something you have to raise funds for? It's part of the school department's budget. Um, we also are supported by NAPAC. They help us out a little bit every year. Um, so it's a little bit of both. We're, we're not fundraising at this point. Um, we may need to next year, but... We might kick off a fundraising by selling slush at the farmer's, farmer's market. market. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. it's always been a success. And so many people show up, especially at the start of it, to um, you know kind of see what's out there for the town. New, right. new members of the town will come in. So it would be great to have our name out there and have volunteers come and help us scoop too. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And we talked a little bit off the air on the marketing. So I got a, I, I heard about you. I, I feel like I'm pretty in tune with everything that goes on in town. But my first involvement with you was watching your pretty good, uh, pretty cool Twitter post about the actual presentation. So I saw some of your presenters. I saw the smiles on the kids' faces. Mm. Um, so talk to us a little bit about um, your marketing strategy. I mean, obviously, I think this podcast will get it out yeah a lot yeah. of people will listen to it but um what's your mindset in terms of marketing this program going forward well we have done um several things on um the north end of our cam so we've been um out there and then heidi has kept our facebook page and our twitter page pretty active to keep us alive we're hoping mm. that people will follow us and um, watch what we're doing as we call for volunteers um beyond I'll, that i'll retweet um the actual Understanding Our Differences program, the nation, nationwide um, Twitter feed. 
I'll retreat what they write so nice. that people realize, you know, where we originated. Um, we've also gone to PTO meetings yeah. um, to get the word out. We went to a, when the school committee meeting was held at the senior center, we went there and let them know. And we do plan to go back yeah. to the senior center to talk some more about it. Um, yeah, I mean, basically, if someone reaches out and wants to hear more, we are more than happy to right sure to share yeah. it. Um, I am part of the Municipal Community Service Department, which uh, under the tutelage of uh, DKC, uh, it includes the Senior Center, the Youth Center, the Library, mm -hmm. uh, Human Services, Veteran Services, and uh, Deanna Cruz, our Community Services uh, Professional. Mm -hmm. um, so I'll obviously bring that up to our group and see if they Thank can you. plug yeah. it. and. Uh, Definitely send me the link so we can make sure, sure you're mm -hmm. on our website. Um, so Thank people you. can, if they go to the youth center, they can at least find out a little bit more about this program too. Yeah. So as we kind of start to wrap up the podcast, I'd like to give our guests an opportunity to kind of give their final word. And it can be anything in terms of the program or your feelings about it. Um, and just uh, one more plug to the people about understanding our differences. <laughs> well, I mean, we're very grateful to the school department, to Dr. Gilligan, to everyone for their support of the program. We've been, had unbelievable support for understanding our differences, um, and we're really excited to go forward, and we're hoping to get many more parent volunteers and others who would be able to volunteer with us to um, experience the program. We think it's a wonderful experience, both for the adults and the children who experience it. Um, it's been wonderful to come today to work with you um and we're just so grateful for everyone who has supported us over the last four years it's been amazing to watch this program grow mm. it really has been to go from literally nothing to 30 programs so quickly um we're so grateful for all of the support of the community um the children everyone it, it's been amazing we really yeah. haven't had any negative feedback at all um so it's just thanks to the community i mean I, it's been amazing it's just been yeah. amazing Final word and from you, Heidi? The most, I, I'd say the most rewarding part of it is seeing the kids raise their hands mm. and they have this look on their face like they're about to say something that's just huge to them um, and they'll say, I have allergies. Mm. Or they'll look at each other and say, oh, I didn't know you had a learning disability. We've had kids say mm. that to each other. So it really connects the kids with each other too, which, um, you know, it almost gives you chills when you watch yeah. that. You know, you, you see all of a sudden they realize wow, I've known you for so many years and I had no idea that you knew this about you. And one of the things we teach is, um, you know, different things about ourselves. And what if that person knew just that one thing about you and they missed out on all these other great things about you? And, you know, so it's like we, we teach them, like, don't ever judge someone on just one piece of knowledge that you have about them. And they really take that. They take it to heart. They take it home. They, And we have their full attention. We have the the volunteers full attention and I mean people have shed tears what listening to some of these it, high school students tell their stories yeah. um and it it just there's there's just no better thing when yeah. you know it, it's hard to call this a job because yeah. it really it's just such a wonderful experience for us sure and, and I'm I'm just unbelievably impressed um uh, I'm a big supporter of you guys now so anything we can do here at the youth center to continue to help in this um, we're always looking to be an all-inclusive facility. Uh, mm. One of our best programs during the winter is our Crusaders program, which matches up a lot of our yes. high school and middle school kids mm. yep. with kids of a variety of different disabilities, and, um, and it's we, been very successful. We have a tent with NAPAC 
at the Special Olympics Special Olympics. every nice. year. Nice. Which, so we'll be there again this year. Yeah, May 21st. We'll yes. definitely plug in the Special Olympics. In Andover. <laughs> Absolutely. In Andover. And we also talk about Best Buddies. Yep. yep. One of our which programs. Which is awesome. Yeah. Which is yeah. a great program. So. Wonderful. We've got some great stuff here. Well, I want to thank you for coming on the podcast. I can. I wish you continued success in oh, the program. And you. once again, anything we can do to help, feel free oh, to reach out to us that. at all times. Thank you. Uh, that wraps up this podcast. I, I want to let our listeners know that um, I want to, again, thank you for all the great feedback we're getting uh, and the suggestions uh, to have different groups on our podcast. And we're continuing to do one a week and sometimes twice a week. Uh, next Friday, we're going to have uh, the amazing Demi Tetrold, our assistant director here. And she's going to begin to talk about our big summer of 2019. Every parent wants to know what we're going to be offering the following week for summer programs. And Demi is going to be able to lay it all out to you to answer all your questions. Our programs go on sale April 8th. Uh, we are booked with the podcast through the end of April now. So we got some great people coming up and I hope you continue to support the Youth Centered Podcast. And as we finish every podcast, we always say too much passion is not enough passion. <laughs>